1: Well welcome everyone to the film vault. That is Anderson. I'm Brian Vision oh, for your host for
0: the sound. It's just killing me again, Brian. It's it's killing me. We're doing this remote. Uh, let me just cut in in case in case everyone anyone's uh, about to just be like nope next can't listen to this kind of audio. Brian will be here for a very very short period of time. All right, Brian wasn't supposed to be here at all, and, and I know I'm coming off uh, poorly because we all know that Brian just went through a procedure, but uh, this is uh, not what it was supposed to be. Uh, and I've I've went to great I've gone to great lengths uh, the last uh, week since hearing Brian uh, was going to be a part of this show in a larger capacity, and I even signed up for something called Squadcast, which I cannot recommend to anyone. God, I hope they don't become a, a sponsor at some point, but podcast is not the simple solution that it's uh, that they claim to be uh, there was a mix, mix minus issue which I've dealt with mix minuses I was a, a, a goddamn a, a sound engineer for Westwood one Studios and they don't have anything built in there's so little control I could not fix the, the echo with a mix minus so uh, we have to scrap all that Brian's now telling me that he has another show that he has to do at noon which is news to me and uh, he was supposed we were supposed to check in and make sure that his health was good so here we are Avery's gonna sound tall. good Brian's gonna sound I'm, like hell for about to- 20 minutes quiet Brian and then and then and uh, we'll we'll rid ourselves of Brian, and we'll be able to actually talk, uh, do good pod. What do you think about that? I like good well, pod.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Vaults, everyone. everyone. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bishop, your host. This is how every episode starts. If this is your first episode. This is a very typical start for us. Uh, no, nope, we would bicker, not and at we all. eventually talk. No, this is a very atypical. As Anderson said, I have one gram less of brain uh, from than I was a week ago, and I have fought through my arduous recovery to be here with you the listener uh to bring you thoughts on film yes and yeah. how are you
0: buddy? we appreciate that and just just full disclosure behind the scenes i'm not a total a-hole like I, I mean brian and i have been talking back and forth since the procedure which was like a week and a half ago right talking to his wife i mean but then when it comes to the show and the show suffers because uh brian uh calls me up two days ago and says hey i want to do the show now and and we were not prepared for that then the rage comes out, and it comes out into the microphones, which is the worst place where it, it should come out, because no one gets to see the the decent side of me. They just see the worst side of me, and I apologize. I apologize. I,
1: apolo- I apologize Not to for pulling the last-minute the last uh, switcheroo, where I was really playing it day-by-day, hour-to-hour. Like, how am I going to feel? I don't know if I can do podcasting or film balls or whatever as about a day or two ago i was having enough energy uh to uh, at least log on and uh, do some talk with you so i said let's do it let's make it happen and anderson to his credit uh made it happen uh eventually
0: yeah just a little behind the curtain great links have been many hoops have been jumped through to make sure that we could cover this week and next week Next week's part of my problem because I'm out of town, and then uh, with the, with I'm doing something with a documentary, and uh, it was last minute something that came up. So now we're covering for next week as well. But Avery and I we've been watching all sorts of things, a lot of moving pieces, and everything was set, and we're going to do a check in with Brian. It would have been nice oh. and warm and cuddly, like "How you doing, buddy? Yeah. Oh, good to hear your voice. <laughs> oh, nice." But then it devolved into this because Brian's like, "I can talk film," and I'm like, "Uh, we're not prepared for that." So Squadcast let us down. Everything would have been all right. Here's the good side. Riveting, riveting. Here's the good is it, side. Of is
1: it nice to hear my voice?
0: It's very nice, but I've been hearing it all week, so it's not that That's exciting true. for me. But I, I'm, the, I'm sure the listener is happy to hear you. I'm, a, you. I'm excited, Brian. Avery, uh, uh, Ab, Ab, Atticus, i Atticus, Brian, can you give us a little uh, update uh, as far as your health goes and uh, how things are going? I know, but I would no, like no, uh, Avery and I the already, listeners.
1: Know. I already talked about that on the Los Angeles Magazine podcast. So if you want to hear more,
0: no one listens to La Maga. Please let us know uh, this. This audience. Magazines are dead. How, do,
1: how, how does it feel? How does it feel?
0: Oh, when I do the uh, the after disaster? That's right. Well, I'm t- I'm telling stories about getting in fights with cops and stuff. I don't know if that really belongs here on a film podcast, but people want to hear about one of the co-hosts' uh, uh, health. It's a little different. Very fair. Very yeah. fair.
1: I've been, I'd be quite the hypocrite if I fall through with this. I feel uh, better, a little better every day. Um, it's been a week and a day. I've been recording this since I had a uh, gram of brain taken out of my head. Brian's worst by, nightmare. Uh, by a drill, yeah. uh, they do, they, they lifted a flap, they cut a flap, they made a uh, drill hole and they put the needle right in there and sucked at a, uh, about a gram of brain. Mm. So I'm i I'm, I'm, I'm brainless,
0: but it was the tumor they were pulling out, right?
1: Yeah, I guess the tumor is, it technically oh. is tumor cells, although it's on the brain. Brian, so I mean, this who's is to know what's what
0: really bad news from what oh. I gather from all the sci-fi that I've watched in my short life. Uh, the tumor is taking over and telling you that it's part of your own brain now. And it's making you true. Uh, accept the fact that it's, it's your brain when it's really not your brain. It's taken, they're taking out, they're taking out the tumor, but the, The tumor is speaking for you. It sounds like I
1: think of it like the inner This might be lost on you, but there's something called the Borg in Star Trek and they assimilate like other Star Trek characters into the Borg, which is like a hive mind kind of situation. So it's gradually infiltrating my brain and turning it into more tumor cells. So I guess they're one and the same.
0: Will you be a funner version once the tumor totally takes over?
1: Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in all fun right now.
0: Hey, I was talking to Tam
3: living for the moment, riding a motorcycle. <laughs> YOLOing all day. Yolo. Might even smoke a vape.
0: I was talking to Tamala Tam Smith. Uh, she's got one of our picks today. We're going to be talking about Last Looks, which is a, uh, yeah. a movie that'll be fun to speak about here in a moment. Also, Diana Vandykamp will be doing a little red light, green light with us uh, later in this episode. But I was talking to Tam about your procedure and, and giving her an in-person update because I was talking to her about her movie pick this week. And I was- I was trying to remember when you first got uh, diagnosed. What was that year?
1: Oh my gosh, that was uh, April of 2009. 2009
0: with a brain cancer. It's been
1: 14 plus years.
0: Because next week we're playing an episode, uh, we're going back to an episode from 2013, and you sound different uh, than you do now. Like You sound more... Uh, upbeat like there, there has been some regression since 2013 and I'm, I'm the hope is that now that they know what this tumor is and they can actually get after it you're going to be making progress again
1: i got, yeah it's a long story and i'll there's the long story short i should you know that very lead the lead is there is no lead the idea is that they'll take that gram of tumor cell and send it to a lab uh where it gets a very very uh thorough um molecular uh what's it called um Examination. Uh, basically, uh, whatever the word, pathology. Thank you. Uh, thank me. Pathology. A <laughs> <not>, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, very thorough pathology where you look at hundreds uh, maybe over a thousand different markers to see exactly what the tumor is exactly how it works exactly uh what uh, patterns it follows uh, and that could be a couple more weeks i just met with my doctor this morning just to check up uh, in person and things are going well in terms of recovery but in terms of actually finding the information we're hoping to find or any information we're hoping to find but in terms of finding information could be another couple of weeks uh because those labs they uh they they moved shockingly slowly. I thought yeah. I thought it'd be quicker, but because what's weird, Anderson, is they were texting they were telling Christy, who was obviously not unconscious like I was, they were telling her updates during the surgery. They yeah. were like, Okay, so we have people here who are actually putting the tumor under the microscope and we can tell you this and this and this already she so told me like, wow it's going to be quick and fascinating. it turns out it's actually not good. certain parts are going to be quick certain parts are not
0: they had a little like guy with a lab coat in there with a stuff steth- with a uh, microscope is saying all right give Pretty me the much. tumor he's like a, the, like a diamond dealer
3: give me the gram yeah <laughs> let me in a
0: loop yeah. <laughs> yeah but she was when i talked to her a like, couple hours after you got out she was in very good spirits and very happy to hear what i thought was kind of I I thought it was kind of common knowledge. She she was like thrilled. She's like, it's not an aggressive tumor. And I'm like, I thought we knew that. (laughs) Because, well, it's been a number of we, years.
1: We suspected that because I been I've been alive for 14 years right. uh, and aggressive we that taking me out, yeah. out long ago. Uh, but it's nice to have the data, as it were, the, the scientific data that says, oh, it is actually this type of tumor, which it is not. For example, a GVM, a Gligobastova multiform, which is the most aggressive and deadly type of tumor. So we were playing a a a logic uh slash probability game and now Mm -hmm. it's nice to just know the facts
3: when did they uh find out that anderson did it
1: (laughs) oh yeah they they said there were some weird markings on the tumor like fingerprints (laughs) Anderson, they want they're going to come down there and uh, thank you
0: and here's the thing that i'm most concerned about and it probably shouldn't be the top of my list but did they find any hair or teeth in that tumor because i don't like when that happens i don't like it when tumors are growing teeth and hair i don't like that
1: as I understand it, they're not going to get that good of a look at the tumor because based on where it is in the brainstem, it the cranial nerves. So what they got was what they got. No enamel. And it's amazing how much they can get from, I keep saying a gram of brain, but it's a tiny little bit of brain cancer cells. And they're able to do myriad tests on those.
0: Now, is that the adrenochrome part of the brain? Uh, can we... Can we maybe dry it's this out? It's the
1: cerebellum. I, so I like maybe you can research that. I don't, I don't know. I don't sure. know. And I don't care. Uh, but no, I don't believe it has any. And, and speaking of Tam's high. observation, uh, yeah, the, the, she's probably observing when I was on Stavarga during COVID. That was a real, real taxing um uh therapy for me that was a really tough pill in fact i was talking to the doctor about it today and they're like yeah we don't really give that to our patients anymore I'm like it's been three years since i was on it and it was enough to dissuade you from giving it to anyone else after listening to the had, film
3: vault they took it they're like no one should have yeah this.
1: yeah it yeah, almost they, killed right like this is was... obviously did damaging people severely so let's stop doing this and it had a real impact on my voice on my everything yeah. so hopefully i can make a comeback from that but you're uh, from two thir- 2013 to now that's probably the biggest difference
0: yeah and i don't notice because i see you so often and when i when i w- when you were on that stuff that's when we were recording remote it was during like the height of covid and i would come and see you once a month if you remember and i would see like market differences each 30 days and it was very very disturbing i was very very worried about you guys and you obviously that sucked yeah, it was. I, I would always drive home from your house just kind of shaking. But no, you've made a recovery to this point uh, already from from that time. But I'm hoping that now that they know, you know, they got this thing cornered, they know what it is, they can uh, really pinpoint, you know, and focus their their energies on the right. The completely, right
1: completely. Like I said, I just met Rudnick this morning, and the idea is. Let's get all the pathology back. If it has one of these two markers that they're specifically looking for, then he'll put me on this new medication immediately. And if not, there's other options based on what you know what uh, the the results tell us. Yeah, you know, immunotherapy is on the table. There's a lot of exciting options. So many, many. No pun intended. Pathways being opened uh, by these uh, this test.
0: So the more you know, Brian. The more you know. Indeed, What's
1: literally, the more we know.
0: Funny. It's not really funny, but like a lot of listeners, I've been getting emails all week since this, you know, has been come to but we'll get to movies in t- like 30 seconds here i promise but everyone's really worried and i i keep saying yeah procedures like this when you're drilling into a man's skull are always a little <laughs> bit dicey but you know, this is really good news like this is really good stuff so it's it's oh, this is to- best
1: case scenario yeah, yeah For uh, thank you guys all for your concern thank you for not uh, messaging me and instead messaging anderson but uh yes this is cause for uh celebration in the sense that hey this is a, something that wasn't possible 14 years ago and now they can accurately diagnose what's going on up there and and come up with potential solutions.
0: Fantastic. Uh, However, I'm still angry about the the, the sound quality and how uh, you're, you're uh, a part of this. So as uh, Retribution, your email will be um, given out on the next episode, which we not, no! you will not be a part of. Avery and I got the next episode, and I might have to drop that into the episode so people can email you directly, so I don't have to That's be your fair. proxy. So stay email. tuned next week. Yeah. The big reveal. That's right. <laughs>
1: the big I, reveal. I, you know, I feel bad. I never should have registered as my own email, Avery McKinney, uh, number one, <laughs> <laughs> Earthlike.net or whatever
0: it is. Isn't it bish Rules at Gmail?
1: Yeah, it's, it's for yeah. rules, yeah.
0: B- Bishop is king at Gmail. All right, here we go. Let's get into a movie that all three of us saw that we all absolutely loved, and I'm afraid that Netflix might swallow it up before it gets its due. I, it seems like it's being enjoyed, so uh, let's let's help continue getting the word out about They clone Tyrone. Brian, take it away.
1: They Clone Tyrone is the 2023 film directed by Jewel Taylor. Uh, This is Jewel's feature debut, starring John Boyega, Tayona Paris, Jamie Foxx, Kiefer Sutherland, Dave Allen Greer makes an appearance. 94% of Run tomatoes. streaming on Netflix, like Anderson said. I've been hearing a lot of hype about the movie, hearing a lot of people anecdotally saying, oh, you got to see this movie. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, I'm down for... Believe me, I've made my recuperation. I'm down for uh, some uh, light enjoyability, especially a movie I can stream at home. Uh, excuse me. So uh, I fired up the clone Tyrone, and the first thing, the ma- the first major observation I have is how tricky of a tone this movie is. Like it starts out gritty, like like a street drama, gritty, and it becomes at times silly and funny and scary and you know tense and and they try to maintain the grittiness, and it's a really tricky tone. I feel like they really nailed it. I was super impressed, especially for first time director.
3: Do, do we want to hear the? Uh, we got two fan fan-flictions for it. Do we? Oh uh, yeah, we got fan We we have that. We've got a fan Well, we can also include that in the next one if we want to. Okay. Um, but for do you want to get the uh, FVT score for the uh, for they clone
0: Tyrone? This is the listeners who have seen it and have weighed in. Yes, yay or nay.
1: I have a hard time seeing someone giving a bad review. I wouldn't be shocked if it was a hundred.
0: It is 100%. All
3: right. How do you give us a bad review? My call on Facebook. Uh, they clone Tyrone on Netflix. Best Jordan Peele movie since Get Out. That's low hanging fruit. <laughs> but non Tyrone. The obvious
1: inaccurate. comp. We'll talk about that. This is Get Out. But yeah, go ahead.
3: I would say us. But yeah, those are the relevant ones. And I figure Anderson and I can get to the rest on uh, next week for the fanfictions. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So let's get to the, uh, in case you have not seen it and you're still not absolutely sure if you want to watch this one, dive in, it takes place in a, a burned out neighborhood, a uh, blighted neighborhood as they call it in real estate, Brian, uh, called oh. the Glen. It's called the Glen and the, uh, the primary characters are, uh, a drug dealer. Uh, and then you got the pimp who comes in later. Uh, uh, the drug dealer is uh, John Boyega. The t- the pimp who comes in later is uh, Jamie Foxx. And then we have the the sex worker. What do you need, Atticus? Atticus is, uh, "Go get your th- go get your thing." Good timing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. Yogi was dead by Taiana Paris,
0: and she is she's really really. They're all really. really and she's going to be
3: the Marvels, right? Is she going to be I in think that? She is. Yeah, she's the uh, the black woman in the Marvels, as far as I know. She was in Wandavision.
0: Okay, uh, I saw her in uh, Dear White People, and then she was also, she played a very big role in, wait for it, wait for it, uh, Candyman, which, you know what, I just learned this, and uh, if Beale Street could talk, I like that Candyman from 2021, and she was the, one of the co-leads in that, and on IMDb, you know what IMDb's uh, overall score for Candyman is? 6-3. 5.9. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. It's such a good movie, but I, I read some of the user reviews and people were very upset with a message being laid. Too many into black a people horror. in this film. Yeah, maybe that was a problem. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But five point nine. I think it was my top ten that year. at Candyman's a fantastic movie. And that might it be was the first. Solid. Dear white people is probably the first time I saw her, but uh, she was great in Candyman. And if Beale Street could talk as well, so you got three really, really strong leads here. And what Brian's talking about with the the raw, gritty nature of it. And then it gets this comedic tone throughout that just hits. And that's yes. a testament to Jamie Foxx. I think if you have somebody else, a lesser actor in there, and I'm not a giant Jamie Foxx fan, but he's perfect. Might be my favorite role he's ever done. He's perfect in this. He plays really great. an old school
3: pimp, essentially. With the, that's, his time has passed. His time was the, the golden age, was the 90s. And,
0: and he, now he's. He won an award at one point for <laughs> a pimp of the year, which he alludes to <laughs> yes. quite a bit. I watched this movie kind of twice because I put it back on when I was doing research with subtitles because there's he talks so fast and there's so there's so much layered dialogue and overlapping dialogue you miss yes. a lot of his really really good one liners that they, they they have to be straight from him him improvising. Uh, I
1: turned on I turned on the subtitles about a quarter of the way through
0: and it
3: also there there's a lot of. Uh, I don't know how to put this any other way, sort of black dialect, sort of, I guess, they used to refer to as Ebonics. I think it's an African-American vernacular. Why now. are you talking like you can't uh, say these things? <laughs> I don't know. People get so weird with this shit. Um, but as a black man, you're allowed to talk that's about true. what you want to talk uh, about. I feel like as a black man, I had an easier time understanding it than uh, a lot of white people, I would imagine. Because it's very much, I don't think it's really oh, pandering wow. to white people at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no. it's a lot of... Black people speaking the way black people speak to each other. So if you're not accustomed to that, I could see the need for subtitles for it being a little hard to follow along, or harder rather.
0: So maybe that's why Brian and I uh, needed did well with subtitles. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of it had to do with the really fast too. It's very dialogue, too. snappy too. Like there's a there's a scene where he's trying to get one of uh, his I guess one of the sex workers in the car because he needs her help. Yeah, and like he he kind of like loses his ass for a minute. I, I can't cuss because Atticus is. <laughs> we're recording from my house and uh he, he loses his ass and she gets really mad and he goes oh i'm sorry my bad i, I, I didn't mean to do that like but you kind of miss all that because he's yeah. far away in the car and it's all happening so fast and the first time and it around, feels it's very real because it's like a throwaway yeah and what's really interesting about this movie too is so much of his analog it could absolutely be uh from the 60s or the you know late 60s 70s black exploitation movie yes and they even which, put the which, little, it reminded me it a might, lot I'm of black, black dynamite I think we they were going after said
1: that to not make a timestamp. There's not a lot of cell phones,
0: but there are cell phones, but a lot of time they're flip phones, which you know could be yep. because they're burner. And there's even talk about blockchain at one point. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, yeah. it's a contemporary movie with all these fun throwbacks in it for the sake of style, because the filmmaker obviously a big fan of yesteryear's uh, filmmaking to the point that they even put the little black dot at the top right hand corner. Records which is what they used to use uh, for projectionists to know when to add the next reel. they'd have to in yeah. real time put the new and they'd be watching for that. And they know that I like so many frames, like 10 seconds worth of frames before they'd have to like plug in the next reel and get that on the plate. Like yeah. that can, I used to love watching that back in the day when they're, you know, when we watched movies, all the movies were on film, obviously in the theater. And I'd feel like I knew something like as a little kid, but I like, go, Oh, I saw the little black dot. That means it's going to change to the next scene in like yeah. 10 seconds. Uh, and they had that. I mean, it was all digitally put in there just for style. But,
3: but I liked it. It was done well. It. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was fun. It added some atmosphere. I also felt like there's a
0: lot of Atlanta in this too. It felt, uh, yeah, it felt very. Uh, you can't not think of Jordan Peele when you think. That you can't not think about Donald Glover when you think about when you see this movie just because of the themes and the backdrop. And
3: yeah, I think we're seeing a, a resurgence. And sort of we're entering like a golden age of black cinema. I think there's a lot of really interesting black filmmaking going on, whether it's TV or films. And I, it's really interesting to see how sci-fi heavy it is too. Yeah. Which adds I, an I, interesting I would not have
0: guessed that, you know, I I could see black cinema getting its due because of all the changes that are happening. And rightfully so uh, five years ago, but I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have thought like, Oh, it's going to be sci-fi. Maybe that's a Jordan Peele, but I think too, it's all
3: sci-fi has always kind of been about social justice though. And about pushing those issues. I mean, Star Trek as uh, yeah, Brian knows because I think he's probably the biggest Star Trek, Trek guy. Is yeah. always, always been Star about Star Trek that. nerd, yeah, yeah. Progressive issues is this, and is this true? I've Stuff never heard that. him talk yeah, yeah. about Star Trek until. The oh, I don't chapter. know.
1: He's no, had it. I've, so. no address. <laughs> I've never heard him cite <laughs>
0: Star Trek uh, in our twenty years of. Doing I like this putting until, that on him though. Until today, so it's a great how dare you great movie about a young dealer, an old pimp, and uh, and his trick. Uh, we barely even talked about John Boyega, who's one of my favorite actors, and almost John unrecognizable,
1: is virtually unrecognizable. Yeah
0: and like he pulled it off but i was missing like the John Boyoga i know and love in there cuz he was so scary and so putting yeah. and so like i mean there's just you know a lot of street life is in here where you got to do whatever you got to do to uh, to survive and it's it's the comedy that really makes it sing cuz at the end of the day it's an absurd premise it's absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous and it takes a little
3: while to get there but you don't mind it's probably like 20 30 minutes before they actually reveal where we're
0: going with all this yeah and then once you get there kind of like Okay, but then it seems ridiculous, but it's it it does that thing that Jordan Peele is definitely trying to do with us, but I think it's much more effective, A, because it didn't take itself too seriously. There's yes. comedy. And I was talking to uh, my buddy Joe about this uh, a couple days ago, and I think one of Jordan Peele's problems is that he comes from comedy. And I think that he's trying to prove himself as not just that one-note uh, comedic guy, so yeah. he's afraid of putting comedy in his movies, but it can be done. It can be done, and but it I can think be it effective. Needs it. it needs it, yeah. Hey,
1: to your point, I would say, to people who die, who you know, dip their toe in here, uh, based on maybe our recommendation, give it. It takes a good half an hour for the movie to really get it going, but once it does, it's it's a smart movie and it's got thoughts and like you said, it's got thoughts on society and you know I don't want to get to it. I think we said too much by saying it's sci-fi, but I guess people know that. Yeah, I feel
0: like, like, people like where know where that. this movie goes. I mean, they clone Tyrone um, is the title of the movie, yeah.
1: <laughs> right? But but at the same time. Um, I would, I would compare more to get out in the sense that I think the plot is more similar to us, but in terms of its success and its ability to land a message, uh, this is, this is like, if get out hadn't been so original, such a breath of fresh air, we'd be talking about the movie like get out.
0: Yeah but then us came I by think. the same director and it was almost there's so many so many parallels yeah. with what was trying to be said and, and and just even with the levels and
3: part of this was it was almost like if the wire was more of a comedy yeah <laughs> I mean, it does
0: feel as gritty as the yeah. wire
3: they pulled that off for sure but a little lighter too where it's uh, it it's,
0: it this tone the tone management is very good in this it might be the one of the darkest comedies i've ever seen yes. as far as like the 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 way that it was shot. It's just, but it's a comedy because of Jamie Foxx and Paris to a, to a lesser extent, but they're both, they both sing. They're just so funny. Like I could have watched an entire movie with just those two. Yeah. Uh, and, and you feel for the characters too. They're really well fleshed out characters as absurd as, as things go. But the message, the overall message is definitely there and you get what they're saying. I don't know if I agree with, I mean, we can't really talk about it without spoiling, but yeah. I feel like people are always going to find differences and always persecute people for differences, whether yeah. it's skin tone or not. So And and I think any any issue I had with maybe plot holes or that
3: sort of thing, I I'm very willing to forgive if the overall experience is like Brian says, high on the fun scale. Yeah, if I'm having fun. fun, I don't, I don't care if you drop the ball here and there.
0: Just a little, a little taste of the the comedy that Jamie Foxx brings, his character brings. They find an elevator in a place they weren't expecting an elevator. They're all very nervous about getting in, but uh, John Boyega's character just goes right in. So. Paris and uh, uh, and Jamie Foxx have to follow. He's like, all right, all right, here we go. We speed lunken. We speed lunken. It's <laughs> just like a little throwaway line. Yeah. I don't know if that was written and in there's there. There's so many of those, yeah. yeah. But that's just one example. We speed lunken. White people speed lunken. We're speed Look at us. We shouldn't be speed lunken. I, I <laughs>
3: loved the news stuff at the end when they were interviewing people, whatever. It's not really a spoiler. Yeah, but yeah, 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 It was so funny to just the, the man on the
0: street that and the was people they were so interviewing. Atlanta. That was, was very Atlanta. That was
3: very Atlanta. was very, very, <laughs> we out here doing all
0: this. I love Man, my buddy Bruce Perky put this perfectly when he was talking about this movie and really raving he sent me a text right after he saw it it's like you gotta you gotta see this movie i was going to anyways because of john boyega i definitely yeah. would definitely have watched this one but the fact that it's a netflix movie we've all kind of you know turned our nose up at netflix recently and it's hard for it to break through what perky said was spot on he said this movie's too good for netflix yeah it's way too good yeah. for Netflix. it should have been in theaters it should have been hey uh, the blackening was but this wasn't yeah
1: Hmm. The other way around.
0: I mean, maybe for this
3: reason, it's actually good. And they wanted to, you know, that's drive. the real conspiracy. Yeah. They're trying to bury this really good black movie. Why are they,
1: oh. are they trying to bury it? I
0: haven't heard too well, much. Well, I mean, Netflix just buries their stuff, right? Yeah. A well,
1: little buried so much as like, it's hype for a week and then they're on the next shit. so, you know, your window is still open. If you're a Netflix subscriber, check out, uh, next clone Tyrone.
0: God, I hate how you to
1: avoid, Try to avoid information about the movie. It'll, it'll take you by surprise in a pleasant way.
0: It yeah. will. And and Kiefer Sutherland's great. I didn't even recognize him. David Allen which Brian mentioned. Didn't like, I didn't recognize him? I didn't recognize, not not at first, I didn't recognize David Allen I yeah, until I halfway through a scene. I kind oh, of really? thought maybe oh, until awesome. the end. Yeah. Look at Brian. He's I got, like, I, I realized I it was Dag right it. away. He was I texting did. me from was like set.
1: I got, I got a Dag appearance. Unfortunately, I thought Kiefer was the weak link, but whatever. I'd agree with that, but he was... You forgive it. It's sins. It's it's minor transgressions. Because like Avery said. Overall, it's a really
0: fun ride. This is Kiefer was probably the weak link, but even that said, he was good. Yeah. (laughs) He, He wasn't that weak. In a lot of movies, he would have been the best part of the movie. He needs far from that in this movie, right?
1: You know what? In a movie filled with really Interesting three-dimensional characters. He was very one-dimensional. He was. But he was Keeper Southern. He was he was fucking whatever uh the guy. Uh he, you know, he's 24. He, he, he served a purpose.
0: That. He was doing the exposition for the uh yeah. for the audience, which was a little Scooby-doo. It, I, I a little like, here's what's happening. Yeah. Let me tell you right before I kill yeah. you. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, 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 we quibble. This is a really, good, really
3: I, good I I think my favorite part maybe was it's hard to talk about without giving it away One character is coaching another character on uh, how to present himself or how he's doing it. And they're kind of doing, uh, like almost doing reads of lines uh-huh. in a right, car. Right. And the, uh, he's doing it and the other character's like, that was pretty good, man. You are trying to Little <laughs> like, things like that, that yeah. It was so funny the way it's delivered. And you see and these it's,
0: human sides of these yes. characters that you before only knew as monsters earlier in the movie. Yes. And then you get to see like their human side and as well, which unexpected. is a really nice touch. It's yeah. really, really funny.
3: That's you
1: know, a fun scene. And that scene that throws some shade on a movie I love and I was outraged. It is. I'll leave it at that. What
3: movie? I vaguely remember that.
1: Is, uh, one one of uh, uh, it was a performance that contrasted as the bad version of this actor. I'm like how dare
0: you? I don't remember. I saw it twice. It's good, kind of. This is the kind of movie where, like, I, a lot of time I'll see a movie and I'll be like, if it was a little bit better, I would have liked it more. And this is a movie that was way better. And that's why I loved it so much. And this is definitely, there's no way this doesn't make Balties at the end of the year. It, it, would, it would be brutal. as
1: though they're talking about Tom Cruise and they said, wait, Magnolia is Tom Cruise or Vanilla Sky Tom Cruise? And Vanilla Sky, oh, let's do it again. And I'd be like, how dare you? Vanilla Sky Tom Cruise is peak Tom
0: Cruise. Mm-hmm. You'd be wrong. Instead actor. You'd be wrong. So we are talking about different. one thing that bothered. Probably you're the only person in the world that would would have been bothered by that. Okay. True. Let's talk about the next one, Bri Bri. And Avery, you can you have not seen this one. So oh, why am I signed out? So Brian, why don't you take it away for Tam Smith?
1: Last Looks was assigned to us by Miss Smith, uh directed by Tim Kirby. Oh sure, I wrote it down twenty twenty three, but it's an older movie, right? Twenty twenty one. Okay, thank you for correcting me on that. Uh, yes, I'll fuck that up too. Uh, yes, here we are. Uh, directed by Tim Kirkby, starring Charlie Hunnam, uh, Mel Gibson, Lucy Fry, Rupert Friend, Monica Beckerin, uh, Clancy Brown. Method Man and Dominic monahan makes an appearance in this film. This is 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. You can stream it on Hulu if you'd like. Uh, Anderson, report back. What did Tam Smith have to say about this film?
0: She liked it and she thought that we would like it. So she assigned it to us because she wanted to hear what we had to say about Last Looks. She also liked how it skewered Hollywood and she really enjoyed Mel Gibson's performance, despite the fact that Mel Gibson is questionable these days. She's the first to admit that, but she still likes him and likes him in fun roles such as this one. So
1: I'm really glad that she said that and you reported that because in watching this movie I had a very similar thought, which is Mel Gibson's such a great actor. I mean, such let me back up, such a great movie star, such a good actor, such a good director, and yet he is problematic. And where do we where do we what do we do with Mel Gibson at this point? Like how do we rate him? How do we properly evaluate him?
0: Yeah, he said he said some awful, despicable things. He's got some mental illness and a, evidently a hardcore drinking problem. Yeah, Yet he's, he's not still
1: coming back. It's not been like, oh man, I know what I was doing. It's like, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I think.
0: Did he? Has he walked any of that back? I don't know.
1: I don't, but I he apologized for for upsetting people, but he's never been like, I don't know who that is. I don't recognize that man in the mirror. Mm, like, yeah. Mel Gibson, like you said, Mel Gibson likely has an alcohol problem. I'm not here to diagnose the man, but they sent a lot of evidence. Um, uh, circumstantial evidence that is uh, certain on the table.
0: Well, he has been relegated to smaller movies. Like this is almost like you know just below like what would have been considered straight to video back in the day. That said, sure, it's,
1: this is a streaming movie.
0: It goes yeah, the, the modern day version of this is a streaming movie. Uh, but this one goes down smooth. And what I think what we do is we just encourage listeners to uh, to pay us to assign us like Mel Gibson movies. Uh, otherwise uh, we, we won't be able to see any, you see what I'm saying? Like we have to be oh, assigned. Sure, it's like Tam, like we have to watch it for Tam. So it's not us watching this. So get off our back.
1: Fair. Yeah, fair. fair. So this is a, this is a modern day, noir film this is uh, based on a novel of uh, the same name apparently is a series of novels and it's about a, a detective uh who was disgraced in LA living off the grid uh Charlie Hunnam
0: it's the old story you've heard, uh, heard a thousand times uh where he's disgraced because he stood up to the cops the dirty cops and he he just gave up on life and he moved up to a little mountain town called Idlewild which I am very familiar with because that's where my camp uh is and I've been going up to Idlewild for 25, 30 years now, and it, they actually shot it on location. His scenes in Idlewild, and he lives in a little trailer in the middle of nowhere. He's living like the captain, fantastic lifestyle by himself. Uh, he's got nothing but a chicken uh, for a friend, and um, his ex girlfriend shows up. Things. What's that? Yeah, he, he can, owns a hundred things. He can only own a hundred things. He's living almost like a monk, and. Uh, a Porsche rolls up and it's his ex-girlfriend from his old life and she offers him a job that he can refuse, he doesn't want, he has no interest in this job and he says, leave me alone I found peace up here, I just want to uh, be, and it's it's the same old trope, like they're going to pull him back in to his old life, even though he's turned his back on it, but it works and thank God he goes down the mountain on his bike, which is absurd because it's like a two and a half hour drive and that mountain, you got to climb that mountain, is like 6,000 feet, I don't, I don't know if he's if he's like a Lance Armstrong type, but he was able to get around on his bike from Idlewild. So there's some, some leaps you got to take with it, but that's okay. It was, it was fun. And he goes down the mountain and uh, immediately goes on to a set, a, a, a studio. And Brian, why don't you pick up from there?
1: the job he's been offered by this Porsche driving ex-girlfriend is to investigate the death of Mel Gibson's wife. Mel Gibson plays a uh, heightened version of himself, a sort of pompous actor who drinks a lot these days and has a, uh, a primetime show that is somewhat popular. And uh, all he does is drink and uh, ignore his wife. Well, his wife ends up dead and the studio hires this private investigator to facilitate the investigation. It's a you know, it's a, like I said, a, uh, modern day noir. You got the femme pay and you got the, the dead wife and they had Hollywood and you know secrets and the detective. It's all there. Um, what did you, th- what
0: did you think of the movie? So a little more about Mel Gibson's character. He, he's okay. kind of, he, he's, A little bit washed up, like Brian said, but he's got a very successful TV show that you get the sense that older people like it's he plays a judge uh, and uh, he has this he does this ridiculous accent and he's very affected uh, as as himself, as well as the character that he's playing uh, in this this judge um themed movie where i show t- weekly tv show where he is the judge but he's drinking so much that he screws up his lines he's really good but then he'll screw up the most important line in the take and then he'll um uh, become enraged yeah. and, and he'll
1: deliver this incredible soliloquy in one take and then accidentally say guilty instead of not guilty
0: exactly And then he takes it out on the cue card holder and beats him up. And then we learn that they plant that guy. He's actually a stunt guy because he he beats up the cue card guy so often. And he's so drunk, he doesn't even realize he's doing it. He's that kind of character. He's slapsticky. He's over the top. He's got this insane, affected, I don't even like a thespian, like English proper um, oh his, Lawrence his Olivier the, the,
1: the off-screen character is uh yeah a, a, a former king of the stage who now is doing you know uh procedurals
0: but he's making good money doing it and there's all sorts of money wrapped up into it so when he's um being set up for this murder of his own wife uh that's why they need the best detective that they could find the the know this old disgrace detective to come in and save the show and save his career and save the studio a bunch of money so that's the setup <laughs> and yeah to, uh, mel gibson's really chewing the scenery here because he's doing like a uh like a southern gentleman right as the
1: no no he's doing like foghorn like he's doing the, he's doing the southern lawyer yeah that's what i think bench. of as like a
0: southern okay that's oh, i just yeah. don't okay. i'm miscategorizing but yeah so he's doing that as the character but then when he's himself like brian said there's who he's doing two really fun characters uh, in in one here uh, on screen and off screen as or in the uh, in the movie. And just some really great throwaway lines in this too. It's just a lot like Jamie Fox had in uh, the Clone Tyrone. Like there's this one scene where he he asks he goes in for a hug, and he says, "No tongues, please. No tongues." it's like, where where did that come from? Like, no tongue? I've never thought to say no tongues when hugging a person.
1: Additionally, when I I first started the movie and I realized what the structure was going to be and what Mel Gibson was going to be to the movie, I'm like, oh, they just slapped his face on the poster and he'll be in for three scenes. And We had a lot of Mel Gibson. And it was refreshing to see him, like, spread his wings and, like, play a fun character, such to the point that I really wanted the movie to be, be more about him. Like Charlie Charlie Hunnam was fine. He was actually above average, but Mel Gibson was like the one you're there for. Yeah, he's
0: he's the reason why you recommend this movie. And uh, Charlie was was very good. Hunan? Hunam? Hunam? Hunam. We know him from The Gentleman. We know him from, uh, uh, what else? Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is how most people probably would know him. And he's kind of like, he's like a a chip off of, uh, I'm trying not to say a poor man's version, but he's a chip off of uh, Brad Pitt's, a block and poor man's Ryan Gosling. Oh, really? I was thinking more Brad Pitt. He felt, he felt very Brad Pitt to me, but he's great. He was good. A couple of the characters were a little bit too cartoony and not well enough fleshed out for this movie to really be taken seriously at all.
1: Every, every, everyone's a trope except for Mel Gibson,
0: who's kind of a trope too. I mean, he's like every, that aging Hollywood was, actor.
1: Well, actually, you know what? That's a really good point. He was, but they actually made him three dimensional. Like that character has 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 uh, quirks and interesting portions to his character, whereas everyone else is a kind of. It's either the, the 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 sex object who has a little more to restore than you might expect, or the tortured detective, or the the, the, the scummy lawyer, or the you know the corrupt whatever. It's it's, it's all it, it, it's not bad, but they're all architects.
0: The movie goes down smooth though, and I can give it a solid recommend, namely because of Mel Gibson's performance in this as uh, Alistar pinch. And I think a lot of people would, would enjoy this. It's light, it's light viewing. However, as, as Tam and I were speaking yesterday, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things going on with the plot here that you have yeah. to pay attention. You can't kind of be watching this and, or you can be, and just, you know, watch Mel Gibson's performance and not really care where the story's going for going, going, but I, I, I like this movie. It went down smooth.
1: Yeah, above average. Above average for me. Three stars. um Too long. Too many characters. Uh, a lot going on, as Tam alluded to. But ultimately, listen. If you're a fan of noir, if you're a fan of detective movies, this is up your alley. You're going to get a fun, uh Mel Gibson performance. Uh, in addition, and Rupert Friend also does it part to steal the show, or at least the the scenes he's in. He's very enjoyable.
0: All right, so we both recommend this movie. This is a movie that we probably never would have given a shot to, just because of the straight to streaming nature of it, and the poster makes it look like it's just uh, you know a mailed-in effort. But while it, it does feels have
1: generic, but it's actually it's okay.
0: Yeah, it makes me wonder how many of these movies we just pass on because they look like you know something that aren't worth watching. But you know, there's. I want to call this a hidden gem, but there's hidden gem elements in this movie that I, I, I feel comfortable telling our, our our audience that I think you would like it. I think most of you would like this movie quite a bit.
1: If nothing else, if you're like a real film fan and like you've been missing Mel Gibson on the screen doing really interesting characters, you, you'll get your film.
0: That's right. All right. Let's throw to
3: DVK. Well, we're also a little out of order. I don't know if you guys want to do gambling real quick.
0: Uh, we're going to do that at the end. We're going to do so that we'll that throw it oh, right, to and come back at the end. Sense. And then we, have we heard fanfiction? or are we going to do that next week? Next we'll do episode. it next, okay, next yeah. week. So uh, here we go, Brian. This is from a few months back. Diana Vandenkamp was in town, and she afforded us some of her time, and she uh, gave us a little red light, green light. As you know, uh, Florence Brummer and uh, Diana Vandenkamp uh, switch off. Uh, when They're both – they live – both of them live far from us. One very far from us. So we we take time with them when we can get it. And uh, here we go. Little Diana Vanekamp. Red light, green light.
3: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry.
2: Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
3: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs> Chumba. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes?
2: Nope, never heard that before.
3: Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care.
2: Tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports.
3: Find us on all your preferred podcast apps
1: and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants.
2: Real mature, Jeff.
1: Forget it, Neil. It's triviality.
2: We all know how important it is to keep your eye on the money and not just your own. That's Yahoo Finance. Wherever you get your podcasts,
1: let's welcome back to the show, Diana Vandykamp, all the way over from the, uh, the land of ire Ireland. Hiya! I made that joke before. Good to see you, Diana.
2: Wonderful to see you too, gentlemen. Thank you for making the journey over here, and not just
1: that—you know, you have family, you have friends, you have things to do, carving out time to see us.
2: You're my family too, oh, and yeah, my that. friends. Sweet. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you're stuck with me.
0: Sorry. <laughs> it's true. <Yeah. laughs> we are. Yeah. we are like, there's no going are using back this now.
1: clip to get a piece of Lowry someday
0: <laughs> where there's no going back we are we are meshed we are entrenched God, how long does it go back how long ago did I meet you
2: like I'd say almost
0: 11 well, years probably, 12 years
2: I think even longer I think yeah. like 15 at least Jesus yeah it's a yeah,
0: time. anyway. Time flies.
2: Yeah. So, and you just keep getting prettier. Oh, that's yeah. very sweet. Yeah.
0: I was gonna bring up something darker, which is uh Uh-oh. Anne, producer Ann. I used to work with I uh, Wilkins, Ann Wilkins Ingold. Yes. And she says something quite profound. We were talking about how the older you get, the quicker time flies. And she we were just talking about like you know, how something that happened like a year and a half ago, because we worked in Loveland forever. So, like, you know, everything kind of mushed together. Something that happened like a year and a half, two years ago seemed like two months ago. And we were just sitting there talking, thinking about how how Quickly things go, and she goes, "We're all just racing to our deaths," and <laughs> oh, it's kind of true. Dear. The way the time wow. just kind of stacks up, we go. Everything, the fact mm-hmm. that I've known you for like almost fifteen years. Oh, that, that's where my brain went. Very yeah. morbid.
2: But I hope you gave Ann a hug.
0: And you, and,
2: she's yeah, we about it.
0: She's a producer How, of Handle now. Oh, really? Handle. Yeah, yeah. Huh. How's Anne doing? She asked about me. Um, she still hates you. Oh. And she produces Handle now.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, that's an update I wasn't looking forward to. <laughs> she
0: still dislikes you immensely. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she she wonders how you are.
1: That's good. Yeah. While hitting me, like, I hope he's
0: not doing well. Yeah, I mean, you still like, like, if Hitler was still alive, people would ask what he's doing, right? And what he's up to.
2: Okay, yeah. sure. Emotions are confusing. <laughs>
1: Well put. Well put. <laughs> Speaking of which, Diana comes to us and brings us uh, our time honored segment, Red Light Green. Light. You didn't
0: like Anne You talk so badly about it. Anne You always every chance you got, uh-huh. you go to Corolla. I'm like, you, ah, she's not a good person. I'd go to Corolla. Yeah, you always did. I'd see you. What? Well, yeah. And I you was- do that thing that you do, like, oh she's not. <laughs> you would shake I your think head I while I laughing. Everyone did
1: either of those things. Uh, you know, you only hurt the ones you love. I loved Dan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Okay. <laughs>
1: Very nice lady. I miss her. Uh, Red light, green light. Uh, Diana's going to pitch us some movies that are uh, announced in development and production, pre-production, uh, and we will decide whether or not they get the red light or the
2: green
0: light. Or the black
2: light? Well, that's more oh, the black list. No, I forgot about yeah. the black list. I like that. That's trademarked. Flores is lawyer. Of course oh, it is. I'm uh, sorry. My Avery's My the bet. one who Flores. brought it to the program. Not touching
0: Avery it. Avery is the one who brought it to the program, so it's i don't trust him how litigious is he (laughs) not very okay okay. he does drive a lawyer's car from the 80s but uh beyond (laughs) that okay let's hear what you got
2: okay all right this one is currently filming in ireland
0: Mm. of course it
2: is (laughs) we've got no release date uh for this just yet and it's called freud's last session
1: oh i've heard about this yeah all right go on
2: it's a drama and set on the eve of World War II and near the end of his life, Freud's last session sees Freud invite iconic author C.S. Lewis for a debate over the existence of God. Look at that. Exploring Freud's unique relationship with his lesbian daughter, Anna. Go on. That's poorly written. Um, and Lewis's unconventional romance with his best friend's mother. Why is it poorly written? I, I don't know. I just don't love the way he, I don't know. That they threw that in there for some reason. Anyway. Anyway,
0: it's fine. Sorry. Is it a lesbian line? I, Word?
2: I why, why was that necessary information well, in that sentence? I will. I will say that Maybe probably- Maybe because it's unconventional. On the eve
1: the of time. World War II, the un, yeah, unconventional for the time. Notable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I guess it just sounds awkward now. Well, it
0: probably comes into play in the story as well. But yes, imagine as a psychologist,
1: right. Freud had thoughts on his daughter's predilections. No <laughs> pun intended.
2: No I mean, maybe we'll find out. Maybe, you know Maybe we're it's intrigued.
0: a Freudian, Freudian slip to have written it that way. Ooh. <laughs> da, da, da. That's not what Freudian slips are. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay.
2: Um all right, so it sounds like the two
0: popes so far. It hey, does. Okay. I was thinking the same thing.
2: Um exploring Freud's uh, unique relationship with his lesbian daughter Anna and his, uh, Lewis's unconventional romance with his best friend's mother. Hmm. The film interweaves past, present, and fantasy Ooh. bursting from the confines of Freud's study on a Dynamic journey,
1: all right. Sounds heady,
2: yeah, yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got this. Uh, this is starring Anthony Hopkins, of course, it is. Yep, uh, Jody Balfour and Matthew Good as C.S. Lewis, huh? Mm-hmm. And it's directed by uh, Matt Brown,
0: hmm, mm. the
1: uh, the Browners of the Mass,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Ivory, Ivory Coast isn't involved in this i Merchant, Merchant Ivory. Uh, Merchant Ivory, I mean.
2: Well, I'm sure they f- the, the, they probably filmed <laughs> I mean, in a church in Ireland. we got a lot of those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is missing Merchant Ivory and uh, Jeremy Irons.
1: Well, I'm going to reveal a very
2: ignorant uh, question, or a very <laughs> ignorant part of myself. Who? Question.
1: Was Sigmund <laughs> Freud Irish? I thought you were going to say, who is Sigmund Freud?
2: No, I'm pretty sure he was German. I well, thought he was like yeah. Austrian German yeah. or something. Yeah. C.S. Lewis, I think, was. I'm pretty sure was English. But, you know, since they were perhaps talking about God at the end of their life, maybe...
0: They made the pilgrimage.
2: Th- yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just speculating here.
0: I, I read like this. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't... You I figured
2: you might. I can't,
0: yeah. I can't see uh, Anthony Hopkins sit around and pontificate any longer. I think I'm... Penultous. He
1: was in The Two Pups, right? With uh and Price. He was
0: great. And I loved it. <laughs> Shit.
2: Emotions are confusing. Yeah, they yeah. are.
1: Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, boy. Um mm. <laughs> This feels like homework. Really? Tell you what, if the Oscars nominate this one, uh, will absolutely
0: it. He's absolutely Put it until telling then, the truth. Of course have to go or it's like really? high 90s. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Who's who playing uh, Sigma? It's, it's, it is Anthony playing? Uh, Anthony's playing Sir Sigma Hopkins. Freud
2: and um, Matthew yeah. Good is A's playing C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis.
0: Oh, good.
1: Again, ignorant. Right. C.S. Lewis, Alice in Wonderland? I uh, know, uh, he's uh, Explorer. Wait. I feel like I have three answers.
0: (laughs) C.S. Lewis is a very famous uh, uh, explorer. uh, Often confused with Lewis and Clark, who is uh, not C.S. Lewis. Wait, I think I just.
2: You did. (laughs) He is incorrect. (laughs) C.S. Lewis wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. That's what I said. Yeah.
0: Not to be confused it's with Lewis Clark, who uh, was with Mangella was uh uh explorer. Sorry,
1: you wrote the Lion the Mangella and
0: uh, Lewis Lewis and Clark. Oh, there's two of them. Fuck, not Lewis Clark.
2: I mean, yeah. Now I have
0: a headache. Okay. J- was and Lewis Carroll there? Jacoby and Meyer the is the the one Lewis person. Carroll's
2: a different fellow. Anything?
0: Jacoby and Meyer, it's not two different lawyers. It's just Jacoby mm-hmm. E Meyer and Meyer. I got that fucked up for a long time. All right, red know. light. Let's okay. move on. Let's. Call Jacob.
2: Okay. I've got very little on this one, but we're doing it anyway. Uh, it is in pre-production. It's a family film. I've action Moana. Let's I do it, guys. Mm. Let's do it. Hey, so I'm, this is- I'm
1: I'm furious. Heard, not out I heard yet? about this, and they announced this recently. That
0: it's not out yet, and you can't watch it right now.
1: That bothers me even more than that. Uh, I'm I'm upset that what why are we doing? What, let's just get the long-awaited uh, sequel to Moana and enjoy that. Why why are we why are we doing this? We don't need this.
0: Aren't you kind of curious to how uh, no shiny is going to go live action? Actually,
1: I did think about that. I did think about That'd that. Nice cool. I'm like, is Rock
0: playing a fucking self? Is he gonna yeah, play himself playing Is Rock? Oh, no, no, get out! What? she's too old now, isn't she? Is he going to dance but, around
1: and say, what What can I say about your? is
2: going to be Maui. Yeah.
1: Is he going to wear a wig? It's going to be so much CGI in this. It's going to be half cartoon anyways. Yep. you're welcome.
0: The, the chicken. What
1: are they going to do with the chicken? Yeah. Hey, hey. That's Alan Tudyk.
0: That's the worst uh, like sidekick I can remember in recent memory. Worst, really? Worst Disney sidekick. Just no personality. It's <laughs> just all stupid. Just literally one note. One note. One yeah. note. Okay. I need more in my sidekick. Don't you?
1: you know who was, I can tell you because Tessa fell very much in love the The breakout sidekick was Pua the pig which was a very small part oh the
2: pig was cute yeah. he'll probably
0: just incorporate yeah. the pig more mm. yeah that'll do no I'm out I'm that'll out. Do. Yeah. yeah okay
2: yeah. Addy, yeah. Addy's not gonna drag you there no, I will see no.
0: this but I'm
1: not excited I know you about will I'm not yeah I knew
2: you'd it. see it okay Okay. I didn't know how big you were in the moana, but yeah, I
1: agree. I'd rather an animated sequel. I'd though. rather see a number two. Yeah. I Ralph number two was delightful. I'd, I'd rather, rather see a number two three. than this, too. Oh, see? Oh, that's, right. We're talking a different language.
2: Okay. This one is like... Stupid. ...in uh, <laughs> way, 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 way pre-production.
0: Oh, I like that.
2: Uh, it's called War Party. Uh-huh. It's an action-adventure mm-hmm. and a real-life adventure film about Navy SEALs. Okay. Life rights were a part of the deal, and bidding was competitive. Oh. Is this That's the, all I know? Oh. <laughs> oh, is this the
0: guy that killed Osama? There was oh, made Bro- that Is this Robert O'Neill?
2: Uh, it's I know no specifics. War Party. The director is Andrew Dominic, who oh. did Chopper and Blonde. And the screenplay is by Harrison Query. He did the delivered and wait, blonde or atomic blonde? There's a big difference, blonde. Blonde, mm. yeah. And we've got so this is starring Pillow Lips himself, Tom Hardy.
1: Oh, come on, come on. Where are you going? Come
2: with this on. Point? And this mean, is sorry. Give us
1: the the, green, the nominal green, plot green, again. Green. Navy seals.
2: Real life adventure film about Navy seals and. Real life, re- life rights were bought.
0: Yeah, it's somebody's story. and it, yeah. Somebody did something pretty fucking big and sweet yeah. and cool. It's got
1: to and, be either Jocko, whatever. He was a SEAL, right? And then there's uh, Rob O'Neill, the trigger man for Bin Laden.
0: But didn't they already kind of do that unofficially with... Uh, Zero Dark Thirty? Yeah. Hmm. I heard that guy on Stern. He's, he's, he's got thoughts. Eh, he's a particular personality. Hmm. I don't think I could hang very long without going insane with that man. A he's,
1: he's he's got big uh, big emotions
0: ego is the word you're looking for
1: I didn't I don't think that was it
0: uh, yeah I mean with Tom Hardy yeah. doing it, I mean you,
1: yeah I'm in on this one Diana Yay! you
0: know that as soon as you, you have Tom Hardy involved you just put green for me you don't even have to but unless like, it's something that's gonna steal him away like if I would have red lit the uh, him being James Bond fuck that noise Um, I'm infuriated still about Moana because what <laughs> essentially they're doing go on is they made their They made their mint and their mark and their dynasty, whatever they want to call it, empire with with animation, right? Sure. And they dabbled in live action. But now that computers can make, use animation to make it look like live action, they're doubling back and they're making live action out of their animated, but it's still just animated. It's just, you know what I mean? They're going to have real life actors in there, but they're relying so hard on computer-generated imagery, which is yeah. cartoons, yep, really, animation.
2: It's like a, it's a snake eating its tail. It is. Yeah. Uh, I
1: should have mentioned, by the way, Andrew Dominic, I was struggling for his resume, but he directed Killing Him Softly, which I enjoyed, Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Yep, and The Assassination yep, yep. of Jesse James yep, yep, the coward, Robert Ford. Yep.
2: That was such a great movie. I hate having to see that title, though.
0: It
1: is quite a, quite a mouthful.
0: Yeah. Wait, who did Chopper? He did the Chopper as well. The he did Chopper, chopper
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You didn't say Chopper, though. Was, uh, I Diana. Did. Oh, Diana yeah. Did? Okay, yeah, yeah. I got you, boo. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, I'm, I'm in on this movie. I,
0: I he, it. he hasn't really made anything that I've loved since Chopper and the f- opening scene of Killing Them Softly. You didn't enjoy Jesse James? Did you but stay no, awake no, for the entire movie? movie to enjoy. To enjoy. Did you stay awake for the whole thing? Yeah.
1: I mean, no, listen, it's a Brian. long movie and it's it tests your patience but it's a it's a it's a dense movie I, I get
0: that and Ain't Them Body Saints confused and they're different directors different movies but they both have the same kind of vibe which is just uh, daring you to 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 stare on to continue 2 hours and
1: 40 minutes
0: Jesus Damn. all right I uh, like yeah but uh, Tom Hardy I mean if Tom Hardy was in, in uh, either one of those yeah if he's just you know in the background, you know what I say that I talk a lot of shit I, I didn't even see him stumbling around as the uh, as Al Capone. Nope. I never watched. Don't him.
2: you dare. No. Don't you. Don't di- you dare.
0: Yeah. It's just nope. it's no good, right? Nope. Why do it? I do Make you like him less, right?
2: I I'm sure he was just trying to like stretch himself as an Have actor to do something. I sure did, and I was yeah. real mad about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 All right. For those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did, and I was real mad about it. I heard he mutters a lot and stumbles mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. And when there's a robe a involved and it's on him yep. yes and there's an apartment that's a he's ensconced with yep. yeah
2: yep and that's
0: it I feel like I've seen it is it like last days but instead of
2: it's just <laughs> it's like it's just
0: uh, did you see last least, days
2: in, yes the least interesting part of his life they kind of like focused on in this film which mm-hmm. why I don't understand <laughs> and why like
0: so Brian says about Lincoln
2: that's right <laughs> Oh, yeah, why? What? Lincoln did so many incredible things. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. right. oh
1: Right?
0: Did you know he was a high school athlete? Uh-oh. He was a wrestler. Did you know that? Why did they spend time talking about his wrestling rather than emancipation? Like, why would they, why would they focus we on that? We get it. He freed the slows. But he was also very good at benching. So good. The man was an expert
1: fly fisherman. Tied off his own lures.
0: <laughs> there's a very funny sketch. Here. There's a very funny sketch where I got writers room yeah, and I they got the one thing. racist.
2: This is like an SNL sketch totally. where happen. You guys
1: know there's a version of this, right? That actually well, on, what? on SNL. So it was it, it's very funny. It's um God, I'm going to try and get this right. I'm going to mess up the finer details, but the idea is it's the day after um, Pearl Harbor, Uh and uh, we're in a newsroom, uh, and they're trying to decide what should go on the cover of the newspaper. Uh And Phil Hartman's, they're all pitching stories. And Phil Hartman's like, well, obviously the... Bombing of Pearl Harbor. I mean, we're, we're at war, for God's yeah. sake. And uh, they're like, "Okay, we hear you. Let's hear the other pitches." And it's all like, <laughs> oh the uh, Lady Mustangs uh, reached the quarterfinals in the uh, lacrosse." It's uh, not quite the same, though. They're just but,
0: clueless, right? Like your whole thing is you're pitching a movie about Lincoln, and, <laughs> right, and but, they, they want to make it about <laughs> about emancipation. And you're like, "Yeah, that's good," no, uh, but I mean, he also was an accomplished fly yeah, life We're saying the same thing. <laughs> all right your racism is always offensive and upsetting and annoying but this is good how is that racist <laughs> it's good because it was my idea so all right I, I, yeah i agree in the tom I agree
2: all right in the tom. tight okay this next one is uh this is kind of my closest coming out it's in post production right ooh. now so ooh, uh, we might see this uh. it's called the thicket and it's coming out in 2023 uh, set in West Texas, the film follows a boy who, after his sister is kidnapped by a violent killer known only as Cutthroat Bill, enlists a fierce bounty hunter named Reginald Jones, who grudgingly becomes the leader of a group of outcasts searching for the stolen girl. Okay, oh.
0: got a little lost there, but okay. Cutthroat Bill and there's a stolen girl and there's other yeah. people Posse, looking. Basically.
2: Yeah, yeah. V- vigilante outcasts. Do we think this is set in modern times?
0: Doesn't sound it. Uh, it Sounds kind of you know.
2: Text. I mean, uh, Cutthroat
0: Bill. I feel like we can do better than that yeah. these days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. This yeah. feels like a period piece. Yeah. Okay, go sh-
2: on. I feel like it should be a p- period piece. Like uh, okay, if you heard this, about
0: some guy named Cutthroat Bill, now he'd be like,
2: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: what?
1: Yeah. And they just have an amber. This was, like no ironic. To, yeah. No, no need a, to form a posse. Just yeah. send text.
2: Yeah. Huh. Um, it's director um Elliot Lester, who did The Nightingale. I couldn't find much on him. Oh. Um, Did I miss something there? Nightingale. Yeah? Yes. Okay. All right. right. I'll take care of business. Um, And then writers Chris Kelly um, is doing the screenplay and it's starring Juliette Lewis, Peter Dinklage, James Hatfield, of all all people. Okay. Right? And Megan Blair, our buddy. Megan Blair.
0: Yeah, this is going to be good. Okay. This, now, you have not seen the Nightingale. Yeah.
1: I've not seen Nightingale.
0: Interesting.
2: Okay.
0: Directed we... by Jennifer Kent, though. So this is a different Nightingale, I guess. Hmm. Go on. Yeah, obviously, because you said the the guy that
2: Elliot Lester. Well, he produced um,
0: What did he do with the Nightingale?
2: I thought he, I thought it said director. That's, that's Jennifer Andrews.
0: Kent who who did Baba Duke Monster. Uh
2: Babadook is Billy's favorite. B- Billy's favorite horror film of all time. Really? Yeah, he thinks it's Has scary. he ever
0: seen The Exorcist? <laughs> <laughs> no, probably, probably not. not. I that was what well I learned. <laughs> probably not. Uh yeah, you know what? I don't I, the Nightingale's throwing me off. Uh there's another But
2: Megan Blair. We gotta make him Blair.
0: It's all the another Nightingale. That's in pre production. There's a the Nightingale threw me off Because of the fucking Nightingale rule I, Have you not seen Jennifer Kent's The Nightingale You guys well, are so it. good I, It was top 10 For me in uh, 2018 Okay good Holy shit But list. This is a different director Yeah, yeah I know I, I, I don't know what this is. Um, I, Can't copyright Ca- names Cutthroat Bill No you can't you can Call what Anything you want Anything you want That's why I'm coming out with Titanic King Kong Next, next year <laughs>
2: okay. Wow That's a fun combo That's actually not bad <laughs> Uh, I watch that King Kong versus the Titanic. <laughs> <just, laughs>
0: he just keeps getting on the Titanic, and it keeps sinking, and they keep getting mad at him, and they build a new one, and he comes running out of the jungle. He's like, "Yay, it's cruise time!" And they're like, "No, King Kong, you're gonna sink it again." No, King Kong, no. God, uh, I, I throw Bill. I just, I, am sorry. I got him. Hey, who's in it? Dinklage.
2: Juliet. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I'm in. Dinklage. I'm in. God.
0: Did you see here yes. in the old uh, Chippendales? Area? Okay, I did.
2: Did you see it filmed at the tam there? there?
0: Yeah. It was a Tam, wasn't That's it? Right. That's I right. I thought that I recognized the Tam, and yeah. I started to look it up, and I couldn't find anything only yeah. the, on IMDb. I yeah. thought I saw, I thought I right. saw Tam. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay.
2: We were Switzerland.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
0: Towards the end. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Huh. You were. So what else did they shoot? Did they shoot? The, they didn't shoot the apartment there.
2: Um, I don't think they did the apartment there. No. no.
0: But Dan is talking about the Tamil Shanter, which is part of the the restaurant family, uh, and we've all been there. We've all had good times there, We're and it's very there. it's it's it was the inspiration. I haven't talked to you about Tivoli, Tivoli Gardens, and oh. Disney just stealing oh. from Tivoli Gardens. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that's right. He stole from Tivoli Gardens. Mm-hmm. He stole from the Tamil shanter mm-hmm. The man oh, was inventive. Right. He was an imagineer. Mm-hmm he's very imaginative on
1: how to steal ideas. Yeah, that's what he imagine. You imagine other people's
0: imaginations. I imagine what it would be like to own that idea of theirs. <laughs> um, I can't remember what I said, but it was a lovely. Scene: red, green. It, but do, do, do we green the last one?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Doesn't sound fun.
0: Oh, but Julian Lewis is back. It doesn't sound fun. She was horrifying and creepy in uh, the Chippendales. God, which, she was so creepy. I didn't love. I didn't love that show. I didn't I, love it. It left a lot to be desired.
2: Mm-hmm. More I care.
0: You know what? You know what's cool though—the original Chippendales, three-minute drive from here.
2: <gasps> really, <gasps> really?
0: Oh, yeah. oh man! Right up there. It's like an old person's Aww. home now.
2: Aww. Old folks' home. Yeah. Oh, I hope they, they feel that the energy. Yeah.
0: Do you want the yeah. old people to feel that energy? Really? Maybe.
2: Yeah, yeah maybe. Well, I, just I just want, want to them to be young happy. I like, can
0: have some energy. It's yeah. Interesting. Have you saw a inside.
1: Think about that.
2: Uh oh. <laughs> oh yeah, live inside. Okay, yeah, all right.
0: okay. All right. All right. Diana. Yeah. Thank you very much for oh, making the trek and coming to see us. And
2: Thanks for having me. Thanks for not forgetting about me. I,
0: I'll never forget. She got There's a little so accent. about me. Every, we, we, we chat, we, we text, we go back and forth. And then like a lot of the time you're out here and it's like, it, it, you know, every single time that I know that you're out here, I'm like, why is she not here? Like a lot of time, Mike Carano is like, ah, you know, Diana's out here right now. She is. What?
2: Oh, I, like also, about, I need to see Mike Carano too. Shame on me. Yeah.
0: Hey, you should see Mike. Yep. You should see Mike. Okay. I was cool. at Mike's place today for a while. Doing some work for this guy.
1: Can I borrow that? No, drive? you cannot. Okay. Hey, uh, Diana, great to see you. Oh, great Please to see you too. Well, let's make plans when you're in time next.
0: Brian was trying to <laughs> borrow my drive because his Brian's world, some footage that I shot for his documentary is on there and he That's thinks right? that I'm just going to hand him my drive. Brian, I have three of these. I work, well, with, they all me one. I work with all of them all the time because they all have separate footage on it. Can all I right? see
2: any behind the the scenes pics or sneak peeks or anything
0: i can show you nothing how <gasps> about that <gasps> there's my dead dog all right
2: Jesus Christ. that <laughs> was know. awful
0: i know well that's i opened my computer to show do you do something that? because i was gonna show you something and then i uh, saw a little sydney there sydney was like Sorry, the first. Sydney. look there's Sid. it's Sorry, one of those weird sydney. things because she was my screen she's my uh, my what is it called like when you open your computer that's the first yeah. thing you see the wallpaper and i she was there before she died, and now I open it and I always see Sid. I'm like, oh, I miss, I miss yeah. you, Sid. I, I, I want to remove her because I get sad every time, but I don't want to remove her either because that would make me sad. I too.
2: totally understand. Make your memories What more. do I do? Yeah, well I'd, Sid. Yeah, I, I miss it, so much. I Conundrums miss
0: that fucking Dexter, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I haven't seen you since Dexter. So much has happened. Dexter lives on, and. uh and uh, everybody
2: dies. That's so funny. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh, I hope he's eating French fries in heaven. I like,
0: made a short movie with Dexter, uh, Diana's dog, and he he ate he ate French fries. Right? He was
2: so excited about it. I, I was concerned
0: I, too because he had dietary restrictions, right?
2: He did, but like, he, he sure didn't care that he, day. He did not. No. He was stoked.
0: He's forever uh, immortalized in that Aww. short film uh, with uh, uh, that's, that's on YouTube. Okay.
2: Anyway, okay. speaking of films, I can't wait to see yours. Oh. Yeah.
0: Which one is that? Wait, I, who are you talking about? All of on,
2: yours. I'm like, working yeah. on like
0: nine different yeah. movies right now. Yeah. La Lucha. You would like La Lucha. That's the most recent movie I'm attached to. And uh, yeah, I got some stuff coming up. So... Thank you. Well, it's probably in the past now by the time this airs. So who knows? Brian, how's your movie doing?
2: No. Okay, okay. Diana, great to see you. So great to see you gentlemen as as well. I miss miss
0: you very much. Miss you. (laughs) Love you to the moon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's log off the air. Great to see you, Diana. Where can people find you if they'd like to connect with you and tell you how great you are?
2: Uh, Find me on socials if you'd like. I'd love to hear from you on Twitter, uh, Film Fatale. And also on Instagram, where I post lots of pictures about Ireland. And my Insta account is Diana V T C O B. There you go. Check her out over on the
1: Instagram, over on the Twitter. And until uh, next time, we'll say goodbye to Diana and back to the show. Back to the problem.
0: And Brian, we're back.
1: He was great. DBK, thank you for coming by. Uh, safe travels. Come by again soon. Let's, uh, let's uh, gamble. Let's just wrap this up and uh, send people on their way.
0: Let's do it.
3: All right. So, last week, I think we already discussed Barbie because I think the results haven't changed. So, uh, to recap that, we gambled on Barbie. Anderson gets 83, Brian 92. And then, with 317 reviews, the actual score is 91, making Brian the yeah.
1: winner.
0: Well done, Brad. Congrats.
1: We gambled uh, for the listeners uh, to remind the listeners we gambled on that two two weeks ahead of time, I think. Yes. Uh just to uh, get it in because it'd be hard to avoid. Oh, very good. That's exciting.
0: But now we are back to real time. Wait, did you hear that? I was gonna let it go, but did you hear that? Like he that was a bit of a brag. We actually did that two weeks ahead of time. Almost saying, like, I didn't even have a chance to cheat with that one and I won. I That's how I'm I interpret it. Really telling
1: <laughs> myself, like, hey, Bali, good for you.
0: Yeah. All right.
3: <laughs> this week we're going to gamble on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant may- Mayhem if I can say it correctly. Mutant Mayhem
0: I've been hearing terrible things
1: I haven't heard anything but this could go any number of words. It's, it's great awful. or this could be a mess
0: I've heard it's really really bad
1: I feel like the, the way you say it I feel like you're <laughs> feel
0: like... Cast looks terrible. I got a number Brian you got a number? I'll do now all right. On All right. Th- let's go. Well, oh, did you hear that? Brian, what are you doing over there?
1: Nothing. Thinking. <laughs> Wait, <have> my hands.
0: <laughs> He's like, I do now. Oh, Brian. All right. I'm three. Well, one, I do
1: now after you try to force me down the, uh, the not so good hole. All right. I, I got a number.
0: One, two,
1: 88. 92. Mm. All right. I said 92 after winning two weeks in a row with it.
3: All, All right. right. Anderson gets 88. Brian, 92. With 82 Shashing reviews, on. current Rotten Tomatoes score is 96%. Ooh, nice.
0: Yeah, hey, only 82 reviews. How many? Is it already out? No, okay. well, it well came out 82 today. 82 reviews. Record this. I'll be taking atticus to this and we will be covering this in a couple weeks. Sorry for the yeah, delay. The it's summertime.
1: Grand uh, reunion.
3: It's summertime. We're not nice we're not socks, buddy. We're not, actually uh, we're actually up to 106 reviews and it's 95, so it looks like it's holding oh, strong. Uh oh, it dropped. It dropped 1.
1: Ah, come I mean, on! This is the kind of movie that's gonna have close to 200 reviews. Yeah,
0: you gonna take Tessa?
1: Yeah, she wants to see it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take my six year old too. So, yeah, we don't we don't join us take time off on the film vault. We always have something new on the film vault every single week. But sometimes we have to bank a couple. So. That's the case here. So, uh, hey guys,
1: in all seriousness, thanks for making uh, accommodations for me. Sorry to make our lives difficult. Yeah,
0: I, I, I blame you less than I blame Squadcast, and that now that I've thought it through my head while doing this show, doing this episode, I, I think it might have been because Avery and I were coming from the same source, and it's not set up for that. I think that's why we were getting the mixed mind as bad. If Avery was in another room and doing it, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to bore everyone. With it. it might not be Squadcast's problem as much as I let off with. I'm sorry. I still blame Brian. I still blame yeah. Brian, too.
1: Oh, it's yeah. not my fault.
0: Uh, in all honesty, I'm very happy that we got to do those movies, even if the, the, the quality wasn't what uh, we're used to. But uh, Brian, good to see you're doing well. You're doing yeah, really I well, am. actually. Yuck, you're normal Brian. As know, normal.
1: Aside from like a definite increase in fatigue, uh, yeah, this is uh, about as good as it all for
0: good, man. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see your face. I've been talking to you, but I've not seen you, so it's good to see you. It was good to hear are you.
1: you are you are you going to another country? I was told.
0: Yeah, just Mexico for a few days. You know
1: what? I need you to pick up some pills for me. They're a shortage here in the U.S.
0: Can do, dude. I love getting meds down in Mexico. It's the best. Nice. You know, my crazy dad was a psychologist, so couldn't, uh, he couldn't he couldn't prescribe meds, but he decided that I would do good on Prozac, so he we just went to Tijuana got me a bunch of Prozac and gave it to me. Hey, hey, what the hell? I was like 16 years old. And then I'm like, I don't like this stuff. So I, I quit it cold turkey after like six months because it wasn't really doing anything for me. And I was getting weird withdrawals, which included like electricity like out of the blue. I would just feel electricity going through my body. That's good. Yeah, it's not good. Why would my dad do that?
1: My doctor put me on Prozac like a few months ago because it actually was showing some efficacy in brain tumors. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Okay? Yeah. I couldn't sleep. Uh, it was making me like moody. Like I, it yeah. was uh, it was unpleasant. I did it for like a week and quit.
0: The weirdest thing with Prozac is I would have two drinks. Everything would be normal. That third drink, I would become like a maniac. It made uh, me like a totally a insane person after three drinks. So, uh, all right. Were you, were you on Prozac when I uh, drove you home from the Christmas party? I might have been. No, well, I was, like, I was a teenager. Bro. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh... Brian?
1: Avery, thank you for stepping in for me for the Profession's next episode. You, listen, the TV Volts is your favorite part of the show. Avery's got you covered with Anderson. We're going to talk some TV shows.
0: Until then... Yeah, next week we're going to be doing Beef, uh, Chernobyl. Finally, I caught up with Chernobyl, and we're also going to be doing a, doc, a very interesting documentary uh, featuring Glenn Howerton called The Thief Collector. So all of those will be covered next week. Uh, sans Brian. And then later this week, top five will be uh, with the one, the only Florence Brummer from the Chateau Moment. And uh, she's going back in time and looking at some of our past Red right? Like Green Lights. It's a lot. It's a very fun episode. Florence always brings it. And we're talking about all sorts of movies from the past and getting um, <laughs> getting real life data of as far as what Brian and I thought of those movies being made long before they were made. So I think we nailed every one. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, Brian. Good to see you. See you in a couple weeks. Yeah, buddy. Until then, we do it for Van Gogh. Welcome to the future in this year's Wildest Super Fun Show for Adults.
1: Hey gang, it's Josh Olson. And Joe Dante. And we want to tell you about our podcast. It's about movies. Josh, there are a thousand podcasts about movies. Sure, but ours is different, Joe. That's true, actually. Our guests are writers, directors, musicians, comedians, actors. Hell, we even have other podcasters on. We play no favorites and they don't talk so much about their own work. But about the movies that have influenced them and made them who they are, we call out the movies that made me. We've talked with people like Guillermo del Toro, Little Stevie Van Zanz, Martin Short, Ethan Hawk, William Friedkin, Barbara Crampton, Jonathan Ross, Dennis Lahane, Mark De Adam McKay, Laurene Newman, Jason Reitman, Alexander, Elijah Wood, Steven Canals, Eli Roth, Joe Bob Briggs, Roger Corman, Bobcat Goldthwait, Liam Douglas, Dana Cool, Martin Campbell, Shane Black, Albert Hughes, Emily Deschanel, Julia Affleck, Larry Fessenden, Nicole Hoss, and King, Lee Daniels, Russell Chow, Clancy Brown, Harvey Smith, Ike Barinholtz, Lee Arquette, Thurman, Swiddle, the Prince, White, and Uwe Bebel.
3: It may not be highbrow, but it's lots of fun.
1: Subscribe for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts.
2: In color to thrill you as never before.